As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Pure Bracket Wisdom is brought to you by Pure Hoops Media. Here's the man who runs all the numbers and cracks the codes for bracket success, Ed Feng. You want to win your March Madness pool, and you know that the choice of the champion is the most important that you're going to make. You get 32 points for picking the champion compared to one for a round of 64 winner. Now that the field of 68 is set, what can we say about the path of the favorites? Is there a region of death with lots of good teams? Let's dig into it. Welcome to another episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast. My name is Ed Fang, founder of ThePowerRank.com. I sat down to look at the bracket on Sunday night, and I was looking for which favorite might have the most difficult path. And my first thought when I looked at the bracket was, Dang, the committee has come a long way in a decade. Consider a team like Buffalo. They're a very talented team, but they play in the MAC, not a power conference. They had a great season at 30-3, and and they're 17th in my team rankings. Again, these are my calculations that take margin of victory and adjust for strength of schedule to make predictions for the tournament. The committee put Buffalo as a sixth seed. Now, Buffalo is 17th in my numbers, so maybe they should have been a little higher, but it's in the right ballpark. This would have never happened a decade ago. As an example, let's go back to 2010, one of the first years I started running numbers on the tournament. St. Mary's had a 26-5 record. They won the West Coast Conference Tournament, and they were 19th in my college basketball team rankings. The committee put them as a 10 seed, whereas the analytics would have suggested they should have been a 4 or 5 seed. What did St. Mary's do? Well, they beat the seven-seed Richmond before upsetting the two-seed Villanova to make it to the Sweet 16. Remember, this was back when people thought Jay Wright wasn't a very good tournament coach. It's clear that the committee has incorporated analytics into their process, or Buffalo never gets as high as the six-seed. In the past, there used to be all kinds of 12-seeds that had close to a 50% chance to win. This year? Well, the best chance for a 12 over a 5 is Murray State. The racers feature John Morant, a point guard who's supposed to be one of the top 5 picks in the next year's NBA draft. Murray State has a 30% chance to beat Marquette. And that's the highest out of all the 12 seeds. I feel like in the, in the past, Buffalo might have dropped to a 12 seed and had a really good chance of making that upset over a 5. But the committee is using analytics now. And this extends into the regions. I was looking for this region of death, or the one seed that really got screwed by the committee because there's lots of other good teams in that region. By the numbers, there's no region of death. But that doesn't mean that there's not some interesting matchups. Let's look into it. We talked about Duke as the tournament favorite. Zion Williamson is back, and Duke won the ACC tournament. As their reward, they get Michigan State as the two-seed in their region. 
And I say reward with a little bit of sarcasm, because by the numbers, Michigan State is the best of the two seeds. In my rankings, Michigan State overtook Gonzaga for third as they made their run to win the Big Ten tournament. These Spartans are better on offense than defense. When I look at points per possession adjusted for strength of schedule, they rank third in the nation on offense. And you can see this in the three games against Michigan. Michigan State scored at a rate better than 108 points per 100 possessions in all three games. These were three of the top five best performances against Michigan, who has an elite defense. Michigan State is also strong on defense. Again, when I look at points per possession adjusted for a schedule, their defense ranks 10th in the nation. Now, as good as Michigan State looks by the numbers, you could actually argue that maybe the committee did Duke a favor. Michigan State might have the lowest ceiling of any of the top eight teams. Cassius Winston is the point guard, and he's been phenomenal all season. He won Big Ten Player of the Year, and he's really the engine that drives that third-ranked offense. However, the knock on Winston is he's not the most athletic of point guards. He's kind of got that old man game, the clever kind of player that can get to the basket because you really have to respect his jump shot. You can envision Winston on the playground 30 years from now, schooling kids younger than him with the same type of game. However, his lack of athleticism limits his NBA potential, and you could say that for a lot of the other players on this team. Now, one of their players, Xavier Tillman, has been a sensation late in the season. He's six foot eight inches. He's a very good rebounder and defender. And it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Tillman develop into an NBA prospect. But this Michigan State has really overachieved. It might be Tom Izzo's best coaching job yet. Now, the third in my team rankings for this season. Last year, Tom Izzo had a much more talented team with two players that would be picked in the lottery of the 2018 NBA draft. Michigan State was worse last year. It would be really interesting to see how Michigan State would fare in an Elite Eight matchup against Duke. The other interesting region is the Midwest. The one seed is North Carolina. This is a team that started the season slow. As the clock ticked to January 1st, 2019, they ranked 13th in my team rankings. But North Carolina has really surged in the new year. Over the course of their ACC schedule, they've risen all the way up to 5th in my team rankings from 13th on New Year's Day. They have two wins over Duke. And these two wins certainly get an asterisk because Zion Williamson didn't play. Okay, he played one minute in the first game, but that's when he blew out his shoe and hurt his knee. However, Duke and North Carolina met again in the ACC tournament. And this time Zion played. Duke was able to win the game, but North Carolina had a chance to win it in the last seconds. And this is remarkable given the fact that they shot 15% from three in that game. I would not be surprised at all to see North Carolina win the tournament. However, I actually don't even think they're the best team in this Midwest region. That would be the two-seed Kentucky. I've already spent an entire episode on their talent. In addition, they beat North Carolina at a neutral site earlier this year. Beyond Kentucky, the team that really makes this region interesting is Kansas. They started the season number one in the preseason AP poll. And I talked about how the preseason AP poll is a strong predictor of tournament performance. It's a very good assessment of basketball talent. Starting the season at number one means Kansas has talent. 
Now, they've had some players get hurt. They lost big man Yudoka Azabuki. They've also lost guard LeGerald Vick. Even with these key player losses, it seems like a disappointing season for Kansas. As we head into the tournament, they're 16th in my team rankings. But the talent is there. Dedrick Lawson is a future pro. And you can see a highly touted freshman like Quentin Grimes could emerge in this tournament and carry Kansas to a couple of upset wins. But what's interesting about this region is that by the numbers, Kansas wouldn't even be favored to make the Sweet 16. Auburn is the five seed, but they are ranked 12th, which is ahead of Kansas in my team rankings. And the region gets even more interesting. You look at a team like Iowa State, they're the sixth seed, and a record of 23-11 and 11 doesn't scare anyone. But when you go by the analytics, Iowa State ranks 14th. The Midwest region should be a very interesting one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast. My name is Ed Fang, founder of The Power Rank. Just a reminder, you can get my free March Madness cheat sheet, which makes it drop-dead easy for you to fill out your bracket. To get this free service, sign up for my email newsletter at thepowerrank.com. That's my site for better March Madness analytics. That's thepowerrank.com. If you really want to win your pool, but you don't have time to do all the work, I can do all the work for you through my full bracket advice. To check out the service, go to thepowerrank.net. That is a URL that will take you to a place on my site where you can learn more about my full bracket advice. The Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. There are three other shows that you definitely want to check out. The Mike Wise Show appears on Mondays. Journalist and storyteller Mike Wise interviews the biggest influencers in basketball. Catch and Shoot appears on Wednesdays. Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov, two of the sharpest basketball minds, tackle the biggest stories and chat with the most interesting people. The Pure Hoops podcast appears on Friday. Join three-time NBA champion BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman for the insider perspective. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.